Lecture topic. Signs of a heart with Noor. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-ladheen as-safa. Amma ba'du fa'audhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. أَفَمَنْ شَرَحَ اللَّهُ صَدْرَهُ لِلْإِسْلَامِ فَهُوَ عَلَى نُورٍ مِّنْ رَبِّهِ فَوَيْلٌ لِلْقَاسِيَةِ قُلُوبُهُمْ مِنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ أُولَئِكَ فِي ضَلَالٍ مُّبِينٍ صدق الله العظيم Brothers and elders, <coughs> Sheikh Saadi Rahmatullahi, very great personality of his time, the very famous couplet of his, and this is actually one of his works starts off with this, and he says that of every breath, there are two sh- Two shukar required. That a person will make shukar twice on every breath. One is the fact that he could breathe. He should make shukar upon that. And then he could breathe out. Breathing in is one part. The breathing out is the other part. The same breath, if he can't take it out, he can't exhale, that too would become moth for him. So this is something he wrote centuries ago and it has been repeatedly quoted but in the times that we are currently passing and in the situations that we have been witnessing and some have experienced Allah Ta'ala give shifa and afiyah to one and all but this has become such a stark reality, which was always a reality, that subhanallah, what a na'mad of Allah ta'ala every breath is. Now this breath, which is Allah ta'ala's priceless na'mad, priceless gift and bounty, that a person can breathe in, and this is such a na'mad, that it is free, and he doesn't have to go anywhere else to find it. Everything else, there's some degree of extra effort. Water, he has to go and fetch it from somewhere. Various other things. But this happens almost without even realizing it. But then something just, Allah Ta'ala makes his qudrat apparent. Allah Ta'ala makes us understand what a ni'mat this is. That for a little bit of while, some slight disruption comes. And a person can't breathe as easily as he could. Now the reality of this breath comes to light that subhanallah what a na'mat this is. So for those who experience something like that, that became a means of raising their stages, Allah Ta'ala made it a means of their forgiveness. But for us who perhaps may not have experienced it, that too is Allah Ta'ala's na'mat, that Allah Ta'ala saved us from it. But yet at the same time it's an eye-opener and it's a point of reflection and it's a moment of Shukar also for this countless breaths that we have taken. And then also a moment to now reflect that having taken these countless breaths effortlessly, effortlessly without even realizing it, the person is not even conscious of it, 
he goes on breathing in, breathing out. Now what is the requirement that Allah Ta'ala has allowed us to breathe, allowed us to breathe in, breathe out without any concern, without any consciousness also, not even any effort. So what is to be done now? Now that is what Allah Ta'ala has given us his whole life for. Our whole life, this life, Hazrat Imam Shafi Rahmatullah he says our life is our breath. Every breath that a person has taken, one bit of his life has gone. Because he has come with a fixed number of breaths that he is going to breathe in life. Nobody is going to breathe one moment more than that. So now every breath he has taken, Hayatuka and Fasuk. Your life are your breaths. Your life are the number of breaths you take. And every time he says you have taken one breath, one bit of your life has gone. So now what is this breath to be dedicated? To who is it to be dedicated? Obviously Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with this. Purely His gift. He alone has granted it to us. He alone allows us to take this breath without any effort. So obviously every breath should be dedicated to Allah alone. Meaning this life. Our life are these breaths. So a mu'min, his life is for Allah Ta'ala. So everything about this life should be that which pleases Allah Ta'ala. Allah alone is the benefactor. Allah alone has granted us life, granted us everything that we possess in life. This life is His. That is why when a person passes away, we immediately recite and what we have been taught to recite in the Hadith Sharif. This is what we have been taught. Inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. The ayat of the Quran Sharif. Which brings this message to heart. That inna lillah, to Allah alone do we belong. Lillah, that lam is for ikhtisas. To Allah alone, nobody else. Nobody is worthy of any allegiance. Only Allah Ta'ala. To Allah alone do we belong. And to Allah alone do we return. Allah gave us life. And Allah alone owns that life. And He takes it at the time that He has appointed. And to all, everyone, to Allah alone do we return. So the person who has gone, he has returned to Allah Ta'ala. We are reminding ourselves of that reality. And we are also going to follow soon. It's not that he is gone and we are going to stay forever. No, he is gone, he is giving us a message. Today is me, tomorrow is you. Hazrat Umar ta'ala anhu, he used to say that every day there is an announcement, Mata Fulan, wa Mata Fulan, that every day it said this person passed away this person passed away definitely that day is coming is going to be said Umar passed away so likewise this is a lesson for each one of us that we have to prepare and this is this ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited where Allah wa ta'ala says أَفَمَنْ شَرَحَ اللَّهُ صَدْرَهُ لِلْإِسْلَامِ فَهُوَ عَلَى نُورٍ مِّنْ رَبِّهِ that person who Allah Ta'ala has expanded his chest for Islam, expanded his heart for Islam and he is on this divine light from Allah Ta'ala that person who Allah has given this divine light, expanded his chest for Islam can he and the one who has darkness in his heart, his heart is very confined and straightened cannot encompass within it this nur of Iman, can they both be ever equal? 
So when this ayat of the Quran Sharif was revealed and Rasulullah recited this ayat of the Quran Sharif to the Sahaba Ikram that when Allah Ta'ala expands the heart of a person for Islam so they inquired from Rasulullah that how does this happen? What is the meaning of this? That the heart of a person expanding for Islam. What this refers to is that the heart having the capacity, the capability to now turn to Allah Ta'ala. Sometimes a person wants to use some item, he wants to do something, say this, he wants to use this cord to connect this appliance to the power source. He said, no, no, this cord is like so thin, it can't even put a two bulb watt on. Two bulb, a two watt bulb, it won't even put the two watt bulb on. You want to put a whole freezer onto this. You want to put something which requires very thick cord. This thing doesn't have the capacity, nothing is going to happen. There's no capacity in it. It's too feeble and too weak to be able to carry this electricity and this current. You need something that can carry the current. It's a cord, there is something there which is too weak. He'll probably put something on this one, that one tiny light somewhere that flickers somewhere that probably might come on. So now there's a capacity in everything. Allah Ta'ala is saying that that person who Allah Ta'ala has opened his heart out for Islam, meaning Allah has blessed him with a capacity, has blessed him with this divine light, which has built the ability in his heart. For what? to accept this nur of Iman and as a result he accepts all the commands of Allah Ta'ala wholeheartedly and he's able to give his heart to Allah Ta'ala he's able to give his life to Allah Ta'ala so the person who Allah Ta'ala has blessed with this person who has the darkness in his heart this is light the darkness how can these two ever compare so the Sahaba Ikram asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam how does this happen so Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said دَخَلَ النُورُ الْقَلْبَ in fatahalahu wan fasaha how kama qal that when this noor divine light enters the heart this noor enters the heart this heart expands that's not the physical expansion there's a spiritual heart within the heart and that heart expands like in the eye one is the eye the physical eye but in the eye is sight in the eye sight, somebody's sight is so weak, he barely can see something one meter in front of him too. And somebody has got that ability of sight, his eyes are so sharp, that he's seeing something miles away and he can still see what's there. So now the eye is the same, looking outwardly the same, but the strength of one person's eye, that sight therein, is very weak. Somebody else can see very far. Likewise, in that heart is a spiritual heart. Somebody's spiritual heart has expanded tremendously. So now it has expanded. Allah Ta'ala has given it this expansion. But now this is hidden inside. Nobody can see what happened. So now every person knows about himself. He can judge within himself something. But now what does he look for? So now this is something, not something that the eye can see. Like the sight. You can see the eye, you can't see sight. So now the spiritual heart, how are you going to see the spiritual heart? How are you going to know it expanded? So the Sahaba Ikram asked Nabi Wasallam that you are saying that when this noor comes into the heart, it expands. 
So now we can't see this with our physical eyes, but are there any signs by which we can understand that this heart has expanded? Allah Ta'ala has blessed it with this divine light. This nur has come into the heart. Is there anything that will give us an indication, any sign? So Rasulullah mentioned three signs. That if you detect these three signs, then you can be happy that Allah Ta'ala has blessed you with this nur. And if it's not being detected, that means we still have to work for it. And if it's there, there's always room for expansion. There's never a limit. So, the three signs that Rasulullah mentioned, the first aspect, Al-Inabatu ila daril khulud, that this heart becomes inclined towards the everlasting abode. Dunya, dunya is a very temporary place. We always knew it, we always said it, but the reality of it has become a little bit more apparent to us. Allah Ta'ala make it that we take the lesson from things around us. That how suddenly life just goes, the person healthy, fit, walking, talking, suddenly he's just gone. So now the world is a very temporary place, but Akhirat is everlasting. And the abode of Jannah is everlasting. So Rasulullah says, Al-Inabatu ila daril khulud. This is the first sign that this nur has come in the heart, that the heart's direction has changed. The heart's aspiration, the heart's wishes, the heart's inclination. This has turned in a different direction. It's now turned towards the akhirat. Now the person is aspiring for Jannah. His heart is yearning for the akhirat. And more than anything else in Jannah, the greatest bounty in Jannah is, he will be blessed to see Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala. This is the peak of everything. So now he's yearning for that. He's making dua for it also. Allah bless me with that yearning to see you. That will only happen in Jannah. So now his heart is inclined towards Jannah. But now the heart, heart is one heart. The heart cannot be towards the east and west at the same time. The sun is one sun. Now either is going to be shining in one direction or the other direction. So now on the one side, if the heart has turned towards Allah Ta'ala, turn towards Akhirat, this will automatically then happen. tajafi andaril ghurur. So the first sign was Al-Inabatu ila daril khulud. That the heart becoming inclined towards the everlasting abode of Akhirat. But then simultaneously what will happen? tajafi andaril ghurur. That will become disinclined from the abode of deception. The abode of deception is dunya. Dunya is a deception. Dunya makes a lot of promises. Dunya says, no, no, you amass me, you get enough of me, I'll take care of every need. I'll sort you out. And I'll be at your side all the time. And I'll be with you. Sometimes he's still around, the dunya left him and went away. How often that happens? Allah Ta'ala keep us with afiyat. Allah Ta'ala protect us. Protect every mu'min's iman, his amal, his life, his wealth, his property, everything Allah Ta'ala protects. But that is dunya, that's a deception of dunya. That a person is sometimes still here and the dunya deserted him. And sooner or later he is going to leave. The dunya then deserts him forever. He says, I am not coming with you. You go, you go alone. You go in your cupboard alone, I am not coming along. I am now going in other people's hands. 
I gave you all my promises and I showed you all my allegiance and I made it sound that I belong to you alone but here now comes the parting part now comes the parting point you go your way and I'll go to somebody else now but dunya deserts him completely he says but you gave me all the promises you're going to be at my side sorry I'm not at your side anymore we part ways now so this is the deception dunya says you don't worry you take you chase after me I'll give you every happiness now the person started chasing what seems very exciting what seemed to be very tempting and he chased after it and grabbed onto it it turned out to be the biggest misery because now what was promising all the haram and all the filth and all now he got addicted to so many different things addicted to watching looking at haram and listening to haram and doing haram things now that itself started making his life a misery it turned his whole life upside down destroyed his family and destroyed his health and destroyed everything now that what he thought dunya was giving him promises dunya was dangling carrots in front of him dunya was showing him a very rosy picture he latched onto it and grabbed onto it and that became biggest misery in his life this is dunya darul ghurur but tajafi an daril ghurur that he then will be disinclined from the world of deception from the abode of deception what halal ni'mat Allah Ta'ala blesses somebody and he uses it in a halal way he uses it to earn Allah Ta'ala's pleasure he uses it to help the fellow human beings and help the servants of Allah Ta'ala that is not part of the deception that is zari'atun ilal wusul that becomes a means of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala what he acquires correctly and he uses correctly with the right intention to please Allah Ta'ala alone and that becomes a stepping stone to get closer to Allah Ta'ala that becomes a means of building his akhirat even more but what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden where he makes the dunya itself his object then that is Darul Ghurur that is indeed a very big deception so on the one side he turns his attention to akhirat and he becomes disinclined becoming disinclined does this mean that he will now abandon the dunya entirely? The ship, Allah Rum Rahmatullah explains that the ship requires water. Ship needs to travel from point A to B. It needs to go, a person wants to go to Hajj and he wants to travel by ship. How is he going to reach there if that ship doesn't have water to sail on? That ship is going to sail on water. But as long as the ship is on the water, the ship is on the water, it will sail and it will reach, take him for Hajj. It will enable him to fulfill such a great ibadat and the pull of Islam so the water is now serving a very great purpose it's playing a tremendous role that is helping him to fulfill such a great ibadat but that as long as the water is under the ship but if that same water starts coming and filling into the ship the same water but it starts filling into the ship it will sink it he won't go anywhere close to Hajj he will be sink, sunk at the bottom of the ocean so likewise if that dunya it's earned in a halal way and a person uses it correctly that's what he's going to use that's what he's going to travel on in dunya but if that dunya starts coming into the ship into the heart it'll sink him then it'll take him somewhere else it'll sink him completely so abandoning dunya is not what's being explained this inclination this is the heart that he will use it in his hands but his heart will be for akhirat. His heart will be towards Allah wa ta'ala. 
His heart will not be in dunya, his hands will be in dunya, the dunya might be in his pocket, might be wherever, but the dunya won't be in his heart. But tajafi andaril ghurur. So he is now inclined towards akhirat, he is disinclined from dunya. But then there is a bridge between dunya and akhirat. And that bridge between dunya and akhirat is moth. That, that is that inevitable aspect which nobody knows when it will come for him. Nobody knows when his death will come. So therefore, what ta'ahubu lil mawti qabla nuzulihi in one revival, isti'adadu lil mawti qabla nuzulihi he is therefore all the time preparing for death before it comes. Now, many things a person prepares for, he needs to do something, he's going to go somewhere, when he's going, he's booked something for next month, so now he's preparing the whole month, and somebody has got some project to do, <coughs> so he's planning and preparing, and somebody has got some job to go and uh, start off, so now he's planning for that, somebody's planning to start off a business next, everybody's got a date, when he's going to start doing this, and when he's planning for this, but does anybody have a date, when date of death, the date of death will be written when he's gone. Before, nobody knows. Nobody can put a date of death tomorrow. Because he doesn't know whether he'll see tomorrow. Tomorrow might be too late. So now that is the reality. That death comes suddenly. It comes without any announcement. That appointed time, nobody knows when it is there. Inna Allah indahu ilmu sa'a wa yunazzilul ghayth wa ya'lamu ma fil arham وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ مَاذَا تَكْسِبُ غَدَا وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ بِأَيِّ أَرْضٍ تَمُودٍ Imam Malik Rahmatullahi once saw a dream he was very worried he wanted to now go out of Madinah Munawara for something and he was very worried if I leave it mustn't happen my death comes and I am deprived of passing away Madinah Munawara so now this was worrying him and he saw a dream he saw Rasulullah in the dream and in the dream he's asking the same question that now how much of life I have left so he was shown Nabi Sassam shows him his Mubarak hand with the five fingers five now he woke up and he's completely perplexed what does this five mean? does it mean five days? it means five months? it means five years? what five means? because I asked now how much life I have left and now I was, Nabi Wasallam in the dream is showing him five. What does it mean five hours, five days, what does it mean? The very great Tabi'i who was alive at that time, the Sirin Rahimahullah, who was Imam Ta'bir-i Ru'ya, the Imam and an expert in interpretation of dreams. So he sent the message to him, this is the dream I saw, this is my concern, what does this five mean? So he responded to him, this five means that these are the five things nobody but Allah alone knows. Which are mentioned in this ayat of the Quran Sharif. Inna Allah indahu ilmu sa'a. Allah alone knows when qiyamah will come. Inna Allah indahu ilmu sa'a. Wa yunazzilul ghayr. Allah alone causes that rain to come down from the heavens. And he knows how much rain came and where it went and what benefit it brought. Wa ya'lamu maafil arham. What that mother is carrying in her fetus, Allah alone knows. What kind of child will come up? It will be a pious child, a disobedient child, and all the various details of that child. Perhaps one, two small little details somehow can be guessed somewhere, but not conclusively. Sometimes it comes right and sometimes comes wrong. But all the details, who knows? 
how much life this child will have and how many breaths he will take nobody but Allah alone knows nobody knows what he will earn tomorrow what he will do tomorrow what tomorrow holds for him nobody knows and the last thing that was is in this ayat nobody knows where his life will now finally end which point in on earth and which appointed moment that death will come nobody knows Allah alone knows Nabi Islam is making the indication to these five things mentioned in the Quran Sharif so we have no idea when our time comes therefore that preparation cannot wait for tomorrow that preparation has to be immediate so what is the immediate preparation the one part of the immediate preparation is sincere Tawbah sincere Tawbah begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness asking Allah Ta'ala's pardon for all the things that we have done we have slipped up we did not do what Allah Ta'ala wanted us to do we did things Allah Ta'ala had forbidden us sincere Tawbah begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness shedding tears of remorse and regret crying to Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala loves this loves that his banda comes and begs forgiveness of him sheds tears of remorse and regret the person who sincerely repents gives up the sin he is firm in his commitment to not go back to the haram Allah Ta'ala forgives him and Allah Ta'ala accepts his tawbah and he becomes the beloved of Allah Ta'ala so this is the first part of that preparation for death we have no idea when it comes before it comes we have to prepare and the first part of the preparation is sincere tawbah then there are things to make amends if some person is now we didn't pay him his due, we still have to pay it we have to pay Allah Ta'ala's dues also our salah we must out, we have to make the qaza other things, other amal that we must out so make tawbah from all the wrong and we have to start making amends for what was missed out then together with that we start fulfilling all the commands of Allah Ta'ala our five daily salah salah with jama'ah and all the other obligations of deen and try to do more some tilawat of the Quran Sharif some nawafil as well these are the things this is all preparation for death and turning to Allah Ta'ala in all sincerity doing that which will help us in our life in dunya in akhirat that is the main thing what will help us in dunya and akhirat is turning sincerely to Allah begging his help doing those things which please Allah Ta'ala and shunning everything that displeases Allah Ta'ala that is what brings down Rahmat which brings down the blessings of Allah Ta'ala which takes away Azab Azab comes as a result of sin and Azab is uplifted when people turn to Allah Ta'ala فَلَوْلَا إِذْ جَاءَهُمْ بَأْسُنَا تَضَرَّعُوا Allah Ta'ala says when the Azab came why didn't they turn in utmost humility to Allah Ta'ala so this is what we have to do, this is the preparation that we have to make for our own death and this is what we have to encourage one another in this way inshallah wa ta'ala our life in dunya also will become a very fruitful life a very constructive life and when that appointed moment comes inshallah we will also gain the glad tidings Ya ayyatuhan nafsul mutma'inna irji'i ila rabbiki radiyatan marbiya fadkhuli fi ibadi wadkhuli jannati where those pious servants of Allah Ta'ala, obedient servants of Allah Ta'ala, when that last moment comes, this is the announcement they will hear, Ya ayyatuhan nafsul mutma'inna, oh that soul that was totally subservient and submissive to Allah Ta'ala, and gave itself completely to Allah Ta'ala, and was totally at peace with Allah Ta'ala, 
Now you return to your Rabb in the condition that your Rabb is happy with you and you are pleased with your Rabb. You are pleased, Rabia, Mardiya, Allah is happy with you. And you enter my pious servants, you enter with them, you enter by Jannah and everlasting paradise. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq of sincere tawbah. Allah Ta'ala enable us to turn to Him entirely and to bring our life entirely onto deen. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين فإن شاء الله تري فور بنس ويل ميك سم ذكر اند ذا شورت دعاء اند ذا تيرميت ان شاء الله This reported in the hadith sharif that the person who recites la ilaha illallah 100 times daily Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah it is reported in the Hadith Sharif that the person recites La ilaha illallah hundred times daily Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah it is a very great honor what this means is that inshallah this person has succeeded so this actually means that a person who recites this daily Allah Ta'ala will grant him the tawfiq of righteous actions save him from sin this will become the means of this great honor on the day of Qiyamah so therefore we should try to make this a part of our daily program that in our time, in our space, in our homes, we set a time to recite this one tasbih of La ilaha illallah solely for Allah wa ta'ala. It'll take a few minutes, but such a tremendous benefit we will get, inshallah. Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq. Recite Duru Sharif. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 
ഹൈലിയും <tries> ربنا ولمنا انفسنا ولمنا انفسنا ولمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم 
وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت الاعز الاكرم اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اله العالمين يا الله most merciful most gracious most kind most loving Allah اله العالمين يا الله forgive us يا الله Allah forgive us ya Allah Allah forgive all our major and minor sins ya Allah Allah forgive our families ya Allah forgive our friends and relatives ya Allah forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allah show your maghfirat on the ummah ya Allah show your rahmat on the ummah ya Allah remove the pain and suffering of the ummah ya Allah remove the hardship and difficulty of the ummah ya Allah guide us and the entire ummah to all that which pleases you ya Allah save us and the entire ummah from everything that displeases you ya Allah grant us the tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jamaah ya Allah grant us khushu and khudu in our salah ya Allah grant us such a salah with which you are pleased with ya Allah enable us to recite the Quran Sharif daily ya Allah enable us to make your zikr daily ya Allah enable us to make dua to you daily ya Allah and save us from all the haram ya Allah save us from all the sins and vices ya Allah and save us from the sins of the eyes ya Allah the sins of the ears and tongue ya Allah the sins of the hands and feet ya Allah the sins of the heart ya Allah ilahul alamin make us make us your obedient and loyal servants ya Allah ilahul alamin all those who are sick give them complete shifa and afiyat ya Allah remove every trace of their ailments ya Allah and all those who have passed away fill their covers with noor ya Allah raise their stages in the akhirah ya Allah make their complete maghfirat ya Allah ilahul alamin at the time of our death take us with la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah Allah take us on iman kamil ya Allah take us on tawbah and nasuh ya Allah Take us at a time you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us a shafat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who ask us to make dua for them, all who have raised their hands to this dua, Allah, remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant all the pious aspirations of each one, Ya Allah. Allah, fulfill all the needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant every khair and goodness, Ya Allah. Save us from every shar, Ya Allah. اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله على النبي الكريم وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين والحمد لله رب